1: everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
0: They were deploying pretty advanced APT-like behavior to perform lateral movements, to extract credentials, to move laterally across the endpoints, and really behave as though they were you know, the know-how of the way advanced APT groups work.
1: That's Yonatan Stream Amit. He's chief technology officer and co-founder at Cyber Reason. The research we're discussing today is titled Promete Botnet Exploiting Microsoft Exchange Vulnerabilities. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work.
0: It's Prometheus. It's kind of the, the, the Russian word for Prometheus,
1: okay, which is selected Promete. by
0: the internal name found inside the malware. So it's pretty clear the authors actually internally call the project Promete.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, let's start off with some high-level stuff here. Um, I mean, what originally drew this to your attention? How did you get started down this path?
0: So naturally, when Hafnium uh, broke out, you were constantly tracking what is going on, who's exploiting this across the world, across the world. We've encountered that post the initial exploitation by the Hafnium group, which is considered to be a Chinese a Chinese group, we've seen secondary attackers adopting very, very quickly and using either the same vulnerability and re exploiting that, or just exploiting the actual backdoor deployed by the Hafnium group to deploy their solutions. As we're seeing this exploitation, naturally uh, in our commitment to point out our customers, we at Cyber Reason are tracking constantly to understand what is happening. And this led us to discover the Promete uh, malware being used on these machines. So interestingly, while Promete used uh, the Microsoft Exchange, so the group behind Promete used the Microsoft Exchange server vulnerability to enter the company once they were inside, they were deploying pretty advanced APT-like behavior to perform lateral movement, to extract credentials, to move laterally across the endpoints, and really behave as though they were, you know, the know-how of the way advanced APT groups work. Hmm. Well, describe to us what
1: they're up to here. What is the ultimate goal?
0: So the reason we think it's a financially motivated group, is clearly we're seeing that their activity is about deploying solutions that uh, that steal money, that are aimed to use the resources of the victims to mine for Bitcoin, mine for Monero, and use those stolen resources for financial gains. Unlike espionage groups, who are often about stealth and infiltration of data, the Promete group was using the resources to mine for a cryptocurrency, and that was their way of monetizing it. Now, I, I find it very, very interesting the way they choose their victims. We at cyber reason have been tracking victim selection of that group, and we're seeing it's really about a very wide net. We're seeing victims across the US, across the U.K., other European countries, even all the way through South America and East Asia with an explicit uh, attempt to avoid the kind of Eastern Bloc and former Soviet and uh, Soviet company sorry countries, and definitely Russia. That's what mm. let us also think of that as the likely source of their operation. Mm-hmm. And we're not mm-hmm. stating that they are, of course, Russian nation-sponsored, but we are saying they're likely active from that area. And in within those countries, they again go very widely. They go after finance, insurance, retail, manufacturing, utilities, travel, construction, really everything would be a victim for them. And I find it very curious in the context of the of the colonial pipeline attack, how... It really is a very wide net with potential to cause dramatic damages. And while Promete's method of extracting financial gain is by mining cryptocurrency, it will may very easily be sold off to the secondary markets, to other groups or the same group, using that to deploy ransomware and hold the victims for ransom.
1: Interesting. So, I mean, does it, it, it seem to you that as though it's more opportunistic than precisely targeted? I mean, you know, for cryptocurrency mining, uh, processing power is processing power.
0: Precisely. The, their purpose is, I mean, cybercrime is always the story about how do you get money out of the story here. And while most of the attention these days is going to extracting money by by employing ransomware and using cryptocurrency to extract money, Hackers are clearly also using mining for cryptocurrencies, another way of extracting revenue from their ability to attack. In the case of the ProtonMail group, they are really going as widely as possible. And in order to avoid actually paying for the computing resources, they just go and steal them from the victims. Now, naturally, the victims here are it's not just about the exchange servers. In order to get the maximal compute capabilities out of the victims, what they're doing is post-entry really migrating and trying to take over as big parts as possible from the from the environment in order to turn those into mining rigs for the hackers behind pardoning. And these methods of lateral movement, these methods of asset acquisition, are really reminding us of the, the tricks and the technologies deployed by nation-state level groups, whether it's the groups behind SolarWinds or the actual group behind Hafnium or other similar such attacks, everything from using... Uh, exploitation, uh, everything from the those that are infamously leaked from the NSA a couple of years ago, Eternal Blue using Blue Keep, harvesting credentials, exploiting uh, remote desktops, exploiting SMB, and even stealing SSH clients and spreading via SQL Server. Another thing that we at CyberAsyn saw that this group are doing extensively is using a, a malware that can self adjust to run both on Windows and Linux machines. So if, while they entered on the on a Windows server, they can easily move laterally over into a Linux-based attack when you have more Linux-based ser- servers in your environment, again, with the purpose of stealing uh, compute power at this point to my cryptocurrency. Hmm.
1: Well, let's walk through it together. I mean, how does one find themselves uh, falling victim to this? How do they get in and, and what do they do from there?
0: Excellent. We've observed the Protome group entering through the Microsoft Exchange server vulnerability. Uh, this, this vulnerability has been used a lot recently, being exploited with the Hafnium group, which is a Chinese, considered to be Chinese-originated attack. But in the wake of the Hafnium attack, many other cyber criminals went and adopted that same exploit, or actually even using the backdoors deployed by, by the Hafnium group, and use that to enter the organization. Once they're inside and have that that control over the Exchange server, they perform tricks around lateral movement. Basically, having transitioning the the access they have on one asset to complete control of a multiple assets. This is done by a very large array of weaponry that they've brought together. It starts with exploitation. If you have unpatched systems, they have the Protomy group will use that to to move and take over those machines. So they were using everything from SMB-based attacks, which is Eternal Blue, to Blue Keep, and other similar, similar ideas. The second trade they were using is about credential harvesting. If anybody have ever logged on into that exchange server, it will have left residue behind on credentials of the person that was used to log in there. For, the, for example, the admin that's, that is trying to manage that server. So they by using that credential, they can move to other machines that same admin has access to. They further deploy use things like remote desktop that we use for to manage servers and servers and machines, and use that as a communication channel. Or or SMB, which is a very commonly deployed file sharing uh, protocol, was also used in the environment. And additionally, and this is pretty interesting. They also used uh, simply SSH. So if you have a a server that you can manage with those credentials, they will actually SSH into that server to deploy their malware. So they're very active in trying to get as many of the compute resources that the the victim has and subvert them for their uh, crypto mining purposes.
1: To what degree are, are they trying to be stealthy? Are, are they trying to hide their tracks? Are they? Do they put any limits on the amount of compute uh, power that they they take? Do they limit the the time of day, for example? Any any? Do they have those options built into their to their software?
0: While they have complete control over the software, we haven't seen them try to be extremely uh, extremely evasive. They really mm-hmm. are trying to say, "How can we exploit the most resources that you have right now?" before we end up getting caught. A lot of time, these attacks, once they start seeing that their their assets are being taken down, would quickly transform the attack from a crypto mining to something else that is much more, takes a shorter amount of time, for example, such as ransomware. So we will end up seeing, in these similar cases, we would end up seeing, what once takedown is starting, this is quickly turning into a ransomware case. Another interesting thing they did for resilience, they've actually built a pretty robust command and control channel over the internet. By using Mm. servers all over the world and making servers that they can control the malware with, it allows them to really be more resilient. Even if some of those servers are discovered and they're taken down or blocked by network security providers, they still have a pretty resilient control mechanism.
1: Now, they go in and they look for other crypto miners and and, uh, remove them?
0: So that's, a, that's something interesting they did. They actually, when they log in, especially on the Hafnium servers, they actually remove existing backdoors, if any is found, and also try to block the exploitation of the initial vulnerability. Basically, they come in, they kick out from that exchange server other other adversaries that may have used a similar solution to get in and get control of that device, and then lock it so that only they have access to it. And that's a pretty interesting, interesting technique that they use here and effectively taking over that servers and making sure that nobody else can easily, from the outside, share the resources with them.
1: Now, this was discovered in 2020, but you all have some evidence that it's been running for a good bit longer than that.
0: Indeed. We're seeing traces of some of the pieces of the malware all the way back to 2016. And while they didn't seem to be very, very active ahead of time, we do see evidence of development of the malware. The work on this, uh, the, on this uh, strategy has been something they've been doing for a while, for at least four years. And we are seeing rapid evolution. There's definitely active R&D work in the PradoMate group being driven in, into the malware, getting more capabilities, bringing more APT-like uh, technologies and ideas into the malware to further drive revenue for them.
1: And what can you uh, determine about the threat actors themselves?
0: So there's many reasons to believe that they are originally in Russia. Everything from the way they choose targets, and they specifically avoid targets that are in the former Soviet bloc countries, Russia and, and its kind of surrounding immediate neighbors. They also have a couple of words that they use a Russian-based spelling. And even the word, the name Portome was found inside the malware, uh, and this is, of course, the the Russian pronunciation for the for the Prometheus from Greek mythology. Mm.
1: You know, one of the things that strikes me reading through your research here is um, the sophistication in the way that there, there's a lot going on here. There, this is. You know, this is a bit of a, I don't know, a Swiss army knife of tools. They, when Once they get inside, they have a lot of options to do the things they need to do.
0: Absolutely. Once they get inside, they really have complete control over that machine, and they very quickly use that complete control to gain as wide as possible net of control around the entire enterprise, so the entire victim's network environment. So as many machines, as many servers, as many endpoints they can get their hands on, they will take those for their purposes. Tricks they're using definitely are reminiscent and demonstrate techniques and operation that are used by APT groups. So it's clear to us that there is at least knowledge transfer and a lot of learning happening in the primary group for what is being done in in nation-state-funded cybercrime. So this is definitely interesting in the way they operate. And they've shown sophistication in everything. First, from the the speed at which they adopted to the uh, Microsoft Exchange vulnerability and adapted that for the use for penetration, all the way through just the Swiss army knife of technologies that they use to move laterally and get more assets. This is one of the very first cases where we're seeing the group able to seamlessly traverse and create malware for both Windows and Linux to get control of these two very different operating systems but still subvert them to their will. And as many of those cases, the technology they have themselves really gives them flexibility to deploy any payload, any malware they wish. A lot of times, this is eventually being used to sell off the assets post-exploitation for things like uh, ransomware delivery. So it's very Mm -hmm. common that we would see the, these groups mining for you know, cryptocurrency for a while. this is the way they choose to monetize. And eventually, when they realize that the, the value of the asset for them is diminished, they would sell it off to other groups to deploy ransomware, or of course, do it themselves to further extract revenue uh, from those victims.
1: How successful do you sense that they are? I mean, do, do you have uh, the ability to to know to what degree they've been able to, to spread this around?
0: So we've, we've seen them attacking dozens, at least, of victims. And that's a, a sign of how prolific they are right now. Hmm. I would say they're definitely active. And I think the choice of, of doing that for extracting revenue from cryptocurrency mining also shows off that the more active they are, it's very, very clear how much more revenue they get. So they, they have a clear incentive to go and be very active in order to extract more and more financial gain.
1: And what are your recommendations for organizations to best defend themselves against this group?
0: It's a great question. The, the first and foremost answer is, is about vigilance. Continuous patching is, of course, always a good idea. And then really invest in a, in a good, robust threat hunting program. We at Cyber Reason, of course, do that for our customers and really find threats wherever they're happening. So the combination of cybersecurity hygiene and vigilance and, th- and active threat hunting and response program are the keys to solving you know death threats as well as any other threats from nation states to the cyber criminals
1: yeah it's i guess it's i mean this is really emphasizes that point that you really need to have uh, i guess that defense in depth you know it's not enough to have uh, have those castle walls up around you have to be looking for what's going on within your network
0: absolutely there's there's a great observation here the entry into the microsoft exchange server did use a vulnerability but a lot of what they did afterwards was just exploiting legitimate credentials left on those servers to move laterally across assets. So just an anti-exploit solution without a threat-hunting threat hunting component is really limited here. The answer is really being that vigilance, a threat-hunting program, an EDR solution that is solving you both against ransomware as well as more advanced federal crimes, and stopping threats you know, as, as early as possible before the damage is done, before they move laterally across your environment.
1: Thanks to Jonathan Stream Emit from Cyber Reason for joining us. The research is titled Promete Botnet Exploiting Microsoft Exchange Vulnerabilities. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense.